0: So, um, hi, everyone, and welcome to the show. Actually, uh, I am here at Metals Bank Sports Bar in Butte. Uh, we're using one of the back rooms, thanks to a friend of mine who actually works here, which is awesome. And I'm here with Eddie Zimpel, who is running for House District 74 here in Butte, which is one of the four districts in the, That's area, right. in the county. Yeah? Right. That's awesome. So, tell me a little bit about yourself. You're one of the younger candidates, aren't you?
1: I am. I uh... And 22. Uh, there's one other candidate that's younger than I am, but uh, I feel like that's a plus. Uh, so you're not the youngest, not everybody's starting. You know? Right, right. So there's a 21-year-old that's uh, doing great over there, but uh, I'm definitely using the 22 as a plus, uh, as a fourth-generation Montanan and a Butte native uh, and a Butte, fourth-generation Butte guy.
0: So your family uh, is has been in Butte for four generations, and where did they come from?
1: Uh, my mom's side of the family is from Ireland, uh, the Downies, and then my grandparents uh, they moved here from um, Germany. They're Austria German, oh. so uh, Irish and German, good combination. Yeah.
0: Generally, have three beers, try to take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, that's right. Um, I can say that because I'm half Irish a quarter Welsh and a quarter German. So. And we're sitting here in a bar. Exactly. You know, um, Butte is a very interesting part of the state. It's it's always been its sort of own place and it's always been, had its own history and very much it's Butte USA not Butte Montana. Um, how is it that as a fourth generation kid, basically, no offense, but as a kid that you're going to step up and represent this
1: area? Well, Butte has always promoted their their kids pretty well. Uh, Since you use the word kid, I'm going to use it as well. Uh, (laughs) And I don't have a problem with it. Um, So whether it is in sports or uh, academics, the youth has always been probably the proudest part of what Butte has to offer, uh, besides copper and whatever they pull out of the hill. The other things they steal from our state. Right, Mm right. So... uh, Definitely, I'm I'm coming with a younger part uh, out of college. Um, can still remember my high school years. Uh, so, having then obviously, <laughs> the college years weren't <laughs> as good as mine. Right. <laughs> so I I come with that that aspect of of higher education it is a big part of my life still since I'm paying off a huge amount of debt, uh, and that's what most people have nowadays. You know, no, no matter what age you are, unless. Uh, you're like the legislators that we have now that say that they, they paid their way through college and went to college in 1942. <laughs> so It cost $100. And, right, right, which is basically, I think, what happened during the 2011 legislature where uh, the younger crowd or the kids uh, of Montana, uh, kids being, I would say, under 30, are being neglected. Uh, there's only a few representatives up there and senators that were young enough uh, to to remember their college and still paying off their their education. So I'm, I'm coming with the fact that that education is that primary source of why I'm running. Uh, and also, I guess for me, though that's one of my main issues, the 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 main issue is. Veterans, my my grandpa served in Korea, and goes back and forth to Helena, to the fort to go through treatment, and we had the potential, we still have the potential to have a, a home here, that would make it a lot easier for him to do dialysis and and things like that, uh, and we didn't get it, so so, um,
0: so it sounds like you've a lot of personal reasons that you're, are making you run. And where did you go to school?
1: Uh, I went to Butte High. Uh, and then college, sure. I, I went to Capitol. <laughs> I'm allowed to growl at him.
0: it. It's it's required. Burns, you know, whatever. True. I mean, <laughs> though, uh, and I think you, I, I'll give you that. Uh, <laughs> no, don't really. Um, it, it's funny because I do have a lot of pride in the school that I went to. But um, I, the reason that I'm allowed to have a lot of pride in the school that I went to is because all the other schools in Montana, all the other AA schools were as good and we had to really work at everything that we did that was, you know, that you know, if you succeed in anything at those schools, it's because you really do work hard. Right. So, I'd uh, say it's no Bozeman, but <laughs> <laughs> I would as well because you know
1: we didn't get caught drinking. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, so after after graduating from Butte High, I moved to Billings uh, and started my my education in. Math education uh, for higher ed. At MSUB or Rocky? At MSU Billings. Uh, and
0: well, For those of you who are <laughs> over the age
1: of 45, that would be Eastern. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that's, it's like mathematics right. for those of you who are right. over, those of you under. Um, and it's hard to explain. They don't have a football team anymore. Uh, it's if very that helps. <laughs> Um We're hoping actually that they will get one back. That would be great. And I think they would do very well on it. Um, after that, uh, I spent a year and a half there. Uh, they... I started a minor in political science and then they dropped it as a minor. So I moved to Missoula where political science is a, a huge program mm-hmm. and fell in love with it, international relations, political science, and that's where I, I went to school and finished my schooling um, and then moved uh, back to Butte and work in Helena now. So so you're a commuter to the capital city? I am. three Four days a week, Monday through Thursday, I commute back and forth. And... I uh, join a huge group of people, which I'm not one of the smarter ones to carpool. Um, but I, I have a different schedule than a lot of people, and I think that I represent a huge amount of Butte people that that are in state government that drive back and forth, uh, that that have to do it every day because there's no no new jobs here. Um, the great the great jobs that we have, nobody's leaving them. Nobody's retiring because they're worried about what's going to happen to their retirement. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's education came full circle and brought me back to Butte. Well, that's very cool.
0: Um, so, growing up in Butte, Butte is a fairly political town. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been, for those of you who are not from Montana, Butte was actually the center of politics in the state. And even though it's not the capital city, the politicians in Butte were so powerful. i mentioned this before on the podcast, I believe it was with uh, Marnay, that uh, the Butte politicians were so powerful that they actually moved I-90 from going through Helena to go through Butte. So one of the m- two major freeways that crosses Montana doesn't even go through the capital. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and that actually cost them. That brought in um, term limits. So, which, yeah. Also, we discussed this with Marnay and with Kelson. And did we discuss it with? I don't know. Anyway, Marnay and Kelson for sure. Uh, we discussed term limits were um, one of the reasons that they're able to uh, run. Right, uh, Kelson definitely and Marnay. Why right, she's able to see so many people from her class um, is that. You know, part of the benefit of you know you're 22,
1: you can run because of those, or is it you'd run anyway? I I would run anyway. I have a between you and I have a huge problem uh, with turn <laughs> limits. I think... That's not
0: between you and I. No, I know. there's a there's I, an entire audience that's going to hear this. So. That's between I, you and me and the millions. <laughs> I'm from Butte. That's what we say. It's <laughs> and that's true. So and and. and before you go any farther I do too and I don't know if you got a chance to listen to the show but my basic premise with uh, term limits is we've taken all of the institutional knowledge we've cut it far back cut right. it back too far right so it's like a rose bush you do have to cut it back in order to get the blooms but we've cut it back to the point that it's just roots and nobody
1: can do anything right with that. and uh, I agree uh, there are some people that have figured out the system of how to run in the house and the senate and then um, somehow take an off here and then come back uh, which is great we need those people, uh, but we saw the freshman class this year—the freshman class of legislators—that that was a disaster, if you will. Um, uh, yes, working I will. <laughs> quite honestly, working at the Capitol, and that's what happens with term limits: uh, is you have the eight years in the House, eight years in the Senate, if you make it to the Senate, uh, because usually, like in my case, there will be an open Senate seat when I'm up. Uh, and it'll be the same time that the other house members in Butte are up as well. Uh. um so well, it, that's because house members are <clears throat> up every term. But. Right, right. But I mean, I, I would be termed out the same mm. time that that other person is termed out. Uh. so it it hurts, and I think that's a, a huge drawback of of term limits that that you lose that seniority. I mean, we're losing a lot of great members this time around, um,
0: We do. Um, and it is unfortunate. There's a lot of problems that go into it. I think we kind of overreacted when we enacted them. Um, I remember the campaigns to get it in place. I remember the, the push and the advertising, and there was a ton of stuff that people were trying to do to make it happen. And then... Once it passed, it was this great celebration because people didn't realize that we had basically just grabbed scorpions and put them in bed with our children. So, (laughs) uh, you know, it's like, oh, this is cute and cuddly, staying dead. Who knew? (laughs) Um, And we haven't revisited it to fix it. So there's a lot of things that go on in government that are very frustrating. And I'll be the first to admit that I am easily frustrated and very loud about it. How are you going to deal with... You're going up to, and I know you worked the legislature last year, and I know, and we'll get into who you work for and how contentious that is and what your beliefs are. But how are you going to, if you're elected, excuse me, how are you going to, when you're elected, deal with these people who have such a disdain and such a horrible attitude towards everything that you believe in and be functional? Right. Because I know that I know that the first time they disdained me, I would lose my mind
1: right. and, and that I would share with them by insanity. Right. So first off, I, I'm not as con- confrontational as you are, <laughs> which, which doesn't need to be said. But honestly, I, I've been told to sit down at the legislature where I'm supposedly off topic when it's an abortion bill and I, I work for uh, an abortion advocacy Nonprofit. That I think that as a as a legislator, I know that I would stand up and say that you need to listen to both sides. That's how government is supposed to work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work, but oh, it doesn't. Some it does in some cases, and the the um it, that's what I
0: want to get to. How are you going to make that happen? I definitely can you invite that other side that you really don't want to have sit at the table to sit at the table.
1: Definitely, and I I've had conversations with somebody. Uh, a perfect example is as I was coming back from from a trip in in Alaska, coming back, stuck on the plane with somebody from Idaho Falls that was anti-choice. Uh, and we had a conversation, and I, I mean I, I didn't have the option to leave, but once, yeah. once we <laughs> no, got off on the a, plane... You're on a plane, your option to leave would have involved the FAA and the TSA. <laughs> right. But it, uh, once we had that conversation, and I, I definitely... Don't get as confrontational when it's something that I'm, I am I know about. And I will listen to their side because they obviously have thoughts about it. And I'd like to he- hear those. Excuse me. Um, because they have obviously have it in their mind that they're right. And I, I have it mm-hmm. in my mind that I'm right. But there's got to be somewhere in the middle that we agree on something. And uh, once we find that, that middle point, it gives us somewhere
0: to work from. And you're confident that your skills at... Negotiation and communication with these people, you can, and I would assume you can. You can actually get them to realize that your side is just as valid as theirs, and maybe it is okay. And I, even if they're not going to support you, they won't necessarily attack you. Right. Well, I've
1: been on a lot of planes, so I talk to a lot of
0: people. <laughs> no, I. <laughs> so let's go back to let's go back to who you work for, because okay. the people at home okay. are probably going. Uh, sounds familiar. I have no idea. Okay.
1: Um, so I, I, I work for NARAL Pro-Choice Montana, which is the state's largest grassroots organization solely dedicated to reproductive rights. Uh, uh, reproductive which, rights for women. For women. Uh, but we also deal with young men. I mean, okay. I think all of all of the topics that are under there, abortion, contraceptive, include men and women. Um, because in a perfect world, I think that that conversation is had between a couple, uh, in, a, in a lot of cases, when they're starting to to date or or whatnot, they, they talk about whether they're on contraceptive or or if they're going to use a condom. Uh, that that they have that conversation. I mean, they not not everyone does, but that is something that we advocate for: uh, safe sex, contraceptive. And see, that's something that I think people forget, is that even
0: though you are about pro-choice and you're mostly focused on the reproductive rights of women, you're not leaving the men out of this discussion. You're right. not saying, no, you mean nothing. Right. Um, and that is, I think that's honestly where a lot of the fear and anger in the whole discussion comes from, because they feel like, well, do my rights count for anything? Right. Um, and it's really hard, and I'll probably get emails on this, because you know, I probably will <laughs> phrase it wrong, but it, it is really hard for... Uh, somebody to feel like their rights are being stripped away. I know this because I've had mine stripped Mm -hmm. away. Um, That their rights are being stripped away in order to give them to somebody else instead of making the other person equal. And it sounds like your organization works very hard to make sure that that doesn't happen.
1: Right. And uh, we're definitely seeing it right now in Congress with the contraceptive coverage plan that – it's really hard to get your point across when the other side is is falsifying what's happening um, <laughs> sticking their fingers in their ears and yelling no 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 no, I can't hear you, I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> right right, uh, and they're yelling really loud and and they have the the support to do it in a majority that we're in right now uh, or uh, us being in the minority they being in the majority. Right. so it's it's. Really tough, but I think that NARAL is bringing the fold or bringing the men into the fold with our coalition uh, of great organizations across the state. And I, I know that you've had Kelson on uh, from the Coalition Against Domestic Domestic and Sexual Violence. That we're in a coalition together. So you said their name right? I can it <laughs> if you ask me the acronym, it gets a little tough. But <laughs> I honestly think that we are trying to include every type of person. Uh, Republican Democrat men, women, uh, older younger and it's something that that we have really strived on in the last couple of years uh, to include and I that's somewhere where, that we're going uh, and we're getting very good at so um, also one thing that that we do stress is we don't provide abortions. we are not a provider we are an advocacy group. Uh, in the state of Montana and across the nation, which is also a stigma that we have against us that, that we,
0: you're murderers. Right. Um, right. Yeah. We did hear that a lot. Um, there were a lot of very childish attacks that happened. Um, so I returned them. <laughs> oh, Thank I'm you. not signing this. So I'm sending it back via UPS. Um, so you're obviously you're on the uh, cutting edge of Politics as far as things that make people crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there's no nice way to put that. And you are young, and you've decided that it's time to make a difference for, by running for office. Right. What were you drinking? <laughs> well, you just gave me three strikes, is what it sounds like. <laughs> well, not really three strikes out, but there are three points. It's that you know you look at you look at the the
1: you know I've been in the frying pan, I've been mm-hmm. in the fire. Now, well, there's a volcano, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you look at it, when you look at the Montana Legislature at its face, the median age is well over fifty, and it's I guess I can't say it's mostly men, uh, since I am a man, um, but but it's mostly straight white men, right? Angry straight white right. men. That, which isn't that an
0: old movie? (laughs) (laughs) Twelve Angry Men. That's it.
1: So I, I I really encourage younger candidates, and I. I, That's why I'm stepping up to the plate because I feel that the generations that are coming up, they they don't think of politics as something that young people do. And though I'm out of college and and I'm starting out my career, I feel that politics being an elected official shows that that young people can do it and we don't have that many in the state uh and when i like i said young under 30 uh, i think we only have three if that that might be generous bryce Um, you and in the legislature right now bryce uh knutson on the republican side right and that might be it Hmm. um See, I never looked at anybody's age.
0: I think it's funny because I'm making a big deal out of it now because I know other people will. But I've, you know, at at some point in my 20s, I gave up caring how old people are because either you're an adult or you're not and it has nothing to do with the number that, you know, that corresponds with your birthday and it has to do with how you approach the world. So you're obviously mature enough to be an adult. You think about the issues that are coming up and you're fighting for an issue that you have absolutely no... Um, skin in the game, right. I guess would be the, I'm not good at sports metaphors, people. I don't right. know why people. <laughs> it sounds like a pun, but right. I, 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 mm, <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. You have, you have no uterus in the, in the area. Right. So I, I think that my
1: voice, which is unprecedented to have a, a man working for a, like you said, a, working for a women's organization that focuses around the uterus, but I come to the table saying, my reasoning is because I'm a man, I shouldn't be able to tell a woman what to do. Uh, no matter what her decision, in contraceptive, I I think that the conversation should be there, but the final decision needs to be with the woman. It's, it's her body, and I have no control over that. Well said.
0: So, um... You announced on January 12th with everyone else. Yes. Um, in Butte, you have a primary opponent? I so do far? not have a primary. Oh, okay. Opponent. So you just have a regular opponent in the general election here in Butte, and you're in a district that is how Democrat? 60%? Uh, it's
1: about 68%, so it's the lowest in the county, but that's high for the state, uh, which mine is one of the rural districts uh somewhat half of it is is South Butte the rest uh is rural mountains and farmland all the way out to the uh, Jefferson county border uh, oh by wow. silver star
0: so so how are you gonna knock door to doors that's <laughs> like uh do you have a four wheeler or <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh definitely i mean i for those rural counties there's there's quite a few people out there or the the rural part of the district i would probably drive there. I, I wouldn't use a, an ATV, but uh, I would probably use my Jeep and and do that. I, I am planning on meeting everyone in the district at, at least once. Uh, that's including Democrats, Republicans. Um, because to be an elected official, I think you, you, well, I know that you need to know both sides. And I plan on, on listening to everyone, even if they're yelling at me at their doorstep to leave. Um, <laughs> but that's something that needs to be heard from me. Because there's obviously something wrong. right? Um, but that's going to be a hard one for me. Uh, but I'm definitely going to be at their door. Uh, unless it's completely none. I'm not going to run through, through a field to get to it. Um, so, <laughs> like the massive goat commercials. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Don't and, feel fresh. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I would that's scale cool. a mountain, but I won't run across their, their farmland. Huh. Um, <laughs> Good to know. Um, so... The big issues that, obviously,
0: the ones that you work on, what are the other issues that you're really interested in?
1: Uh, definitely I th- veterans ha- had gotten the short end of the stick for the last few years. Uh, um, yeah, the last, how long have we been in a country? Exactly. Um, I mean, I honor and respect every veteran. They went uh, to bat for our country, went to war. And watch their friends and, and neighbors die. Uh, and I mean, I, I myself haven't ever been in that position, but they need to be honored as a hero in our country. And they should have the amenities that, that they, those two years that they could have been working on a career or those four years that they, whatever they spend in the military, they were not working on their career and right, were being so a successful part of society uh, to be somebody that could, because America gives you the potential of being really pros- prosperous and th- some of those people could have and now they're uh, homeless or or in really bad health and they have nowhere to go. I mean Montana has a hospital in Helena and and one somewhere back east, Glendive. Uh, they have to it's right. a it's a long way for somebody to go if they're in Lewistown or even in Butte like uh, or Kalispell. Right. An hour drive is still pretty long when when you're going up there. To have dialysis, or, or if you're having some kind of problem, they're not going to bring you to the fort. That's an hour away. They're going to bring you to the hospital, where you don't get the same benefits that you should be that you deserve. So, what is the, what is it that you plan on
0: changing with that? Uh,
1: Butte, and
0: I know you want to do a hospital for Butte, but that right. doesn't help the people in Kalispell. Do right. you have something so that? Do you have an idea of you know a bill that would open up the veterans' care to the local hospitals or
1: you know I uh, being focused on on my district but mm-hmm. I do like that plan that the hospitals should see that and honor that and they don't because they don't have to and Montana should oh, honor well, the then veterans we'll fix that <laughs> <laughs> that's I for some that should be something that we shouldn't have to think about it should just be done already. Oh. Um, but I I do like that, and I would support something, a bill like that. Uh, and I know that as a, a freshman member, I wouldn't be able to carry something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I know that that's not true. Uh, in fact, I think that's not true because you're...
0: And I've... Okay, so a little bit of history. I met Eddie last year during the contentious... Contentious? Contentious. <laughs> could, did I mention contentious? Um, session and... Um, while I came across as bombastic and hateful, you came across as calm and educated and um, perfectly willing to work with both sides of the aisle, even though you knew that the other side was completely nuts. Um, I think that's a skill. I, I think that's a great skill, and I think that if you really focus that on the issues that you care about, which is reproductive rights, obviously, and the veterans, and anything else that you focus mm-hmm. on, you know, don't spread it too thin, but really focus on them. I think you can be very effective. Right. Um, with... All of the stuff that you have to do for a campaign, when are you living your life?
1: Uh, early in the morning. Um, <laughs> somehow 7, I 10 managed. ten to 7.17. Oh, <laughs> 7, I mean, it's, it's not only am I I'm working the 9 to 5, I'm, uh, it's extended an hour on both ends. Uh, to drive back and forth. So gym time is, is hard to get You can listen to a podcast. I, <laughs> I know a great one. And I, I now will, um, <laughs> since I haven't listened to the last three, I apologize, but I have three People. days next week to listen to it. That's so cool. it's hard. The, the life is usually hard to get to. Um, but right now I honestly, this is my life. This is what I care about. And, those people that that I care about are there with me. Um, no matter if they're friends or family, they are supportive of me running, and we find the time. Whether it's talking on the phone uh, through my earpiece on the on the on the road, <laughs> or getting dinner, like like even today, somehow we have managed to get four hours of uh, just sitting there um, and talking, which I don't get a lot of, and that's nice, but my main focus and my main passion is running this race and representing the people of, of Butte and 74. Uh, and that's where my life is right now. That's cool. So, um, uh,
0: I've completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's, it's late at night. We'll work with me. Um, I shouldn't be complaining about that cause I always complain about the mornings, but, <laughs> um, during the last session, there were, uh, many times when I saw you talking to um, committees. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it like? Was this the first session that you had had anything to do with or?
1: Um, this is the first session I worked for a, a firm that is being stationed in Helena. Um, in the 2009 session, I did drive up, um, to talk on some, some bills of personhood and things like that. Uh, but this is the first time that I, as an organization with the organization was focused on what was going on there and getting to speak on those bills. So, uh, it it was a huge shock to me that uh, I see the the capital as being very reformed or formal and respectful and that's and refined not things we were last year right and it's a culture shock to me which it shouldn't have been uh, but I mean everything that you think of what a government should look like that's not what it looked like uh, people yelling at each other and people not following Robert's Rules of Order, and we well, had... <laughs> we don't follow Robert's Rules of Order. And um, actually, we
0: ha- I was having this discussion with a friend of mine a couple weeks ago about Robert's Rules of Order, and I was like, I memorized these when I was in Boy Scouts, because <laughs> sometimes they're useful to use against people as a weapon. If you know them well, mm-hmm. they can be. And um, when I was talking to Kelsey I was like, I don't understand why these people were e- weren't calling points of order mm-hmm. to get others to shut up. And her response was very much, sometimes that's not the politically smart thing to do, which just, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I could agree with that. I wouldn't let it pass. Right. <laughs> so, you know, you're going you're gonna to be faced with a lot of that coming up. Right. And how do you deal with it?
1: I mean, I respect the way the government is run, and I definitely know Robert's rules of order. And and teach it at Boys State and things like that, and when when somebody there was a lot of things. For example, there was a legislator that carried a bill. She was technically you're not supposed to sit at the the table that she sat on the committee that we were in front of, and she sat back down at the table and then called people out of order, which that's is wrong. Not how it's supposed right. To be. And if if and when I'm a, a legislator, I'm not afraid to say. Excuse me Mr. Chairman you need to go through the chair or you need to speak in order and that's what excuse me makes the government run a little more respectful and honestly when when somebody is up there since we are a citizen legislature and, and a lot of people on these bills when they come up we have we have 3 months out of every 2 years for somebody to come up and say hey this isn't what I like and you have people from all over the state come up and that's what they witness, is people yelling back and forth at each other, people not doing what they're supposed to, when I'm saying people to legislators, not following the rules, or not leading by example. And you have people here that are like, oh, this is what's going on at the Capitol, why did I even come up here? Right, and um, some people may
0: not realize this, but Montana is the fourth largest state in the country. Um, the square footage of Montana, the acreage, is massive, and we have... Our capital is basically in the center, mm-hmm. and it's not dead center. That's something's done, but um, <laughs> it takes a long time to get from these the outskirts of our state to the capital, and for citizens that have spent the time in their car or in a plane, in some cases, to get there to be dismissed by the legislature or by the legislators is amazingly bad. And right. we had a lot of it last
1: and, time. And not only them driving a long time; it's uh, in the dead of winter. Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh. Mm. Um, and ice, uh, snow, ice, snow. <laughs> snow and
0: ice and, um, oh, yeah, and deer. Correct. <laughs> right.
1: and, and one that I know that you know, uh, the bill um, 416, I think it was. 516? 516. The... Chris Hansen's bill? <laughs> yes. When, <laughs> when... Yes, it's my favorite one to bring up on this show, <laughs> and, actually. Uh, I think I brought it up every show so far. Well, this, and uh, oh. uh, probably not in this context, but when, when we were there, I was there, mm-hmm. uh, as well as a lot of our allies... They had so many people show up, and unfortunately, the hearing they didn 't have enough time, so they weren 't taking they did everything wrong. These people drove hours in a snowstorm, I think it snowed that day, and people didn 't get to speak i mean they 're dealing they 're yeah. dealing with people 's lives uh, on this one specifically right. and,
0: and here 's the the part that kills me on this one is that i 'd have to defend the uh, bigoted wingnuts from Kalispell and Whitefish who drove down because they didn't get to speak either, and I have a huge problem with that. Mm-hmm. And
1: I'm assuming that you do too. Right, right. Because even if you disagree with people, they should be heard. Right. And that's what the government, that's what our legislature is set up to be. But I think there was also problems with the chairman of that committee, the Judiciary Committee, that Peterson? was... Yes. Is that who it was? Yeah. Oh, he gone, wasn't remember that. timing... Right. I mean, you would have the the opponents of 516, which is the... Us. Right. Which is it was the anti-discrimination bill uh, to overturn Missoula's anti-discrimination ordinance, right. It's just so people the, know out there. It's removing local ordinance power from the locals um, right.
0: by the people who are all about
1: local power. Which I don't think she noticed that would affect a lot more than just gays and lesbians, um, which she was trying to get to. But the way the time went they didn't give enough time or equal time they would somebody would be up there opposing or supporting the bill to get rid of right. visa and once it came up let's to us let's be clear the really, bigots got a lot of time to talk right, and we didn't right good way of rounding it up to right where and I was going he, to.
0: he has to be political <laughs> i'm not running for office so this is how it's going to be right um yeah no i do remember that but i also remember that there were still a lot of people on their side so that it drove 10 hours right. and didn't get to speak and i remember that you know i got I, I I got to stand up and say my name mm-hmm. but um last time I checked I'm
1: not you
0: know auditioning for something right. I should actually be able to be allowed to be allowed to talk right um, that was very frustrating
1: yeah, it, it is and I agree with you that both sides should get an equal time no no matter what your opinion is it needs to be heard that's what you're there for you dedicated that day or two days if you're coming from Shelby or Plentywood or even Calspell on a snowy day that it takes two days to get back. Right. Um, whereas, no offense to sportsmen, they gave an evening hearing that was a couple hours long that the ditch bill, um, which deserved the time. But I think every bill deserves the same amount of time. And Oh, I don't. I think 516 could have been just, oh, no, this is jogging through. <laughs> right, true, true. But when you have people there, they, they should have right. the time to talk. And that's yeah. what they got with the ditch bill. It was um, time to talk, and we didn't. What was the ditch bill? What exactly was that about? I, uh, I remember vaguely. But... So the the Republican majority wanted to change the definition of a ditch to include uh, anything with an irrigation uh, cutout. So that would include uh, the Creek. Missouri River. <laughs> and
0: Temi Creek. And right. Yeah, okay.
1: Basically, a, a majority of the rivers in Montana where the landowner could say, yes or no, you can be on my land. Uh, and that would devastate the fishing where montana has a huge industry of fishing and tourism on the rivers so that would have been bad hmm right. um i do remember i was
0: against it but i don't remember the details because it wasn't <laughs> one of the hot buttons that literally lit me up like a roman candle right um so you're gonna also have to deal with um sort of the frivolous bills the, the mm. little things that you know the declaration of this and the uh support of that that goes on what's what are the little things that you're going to bring to the legislator, the legislature, excuse me, that's going to make that a little smoother and faster? Uh, I
1: I think a lot of it is the Roberts Rules of Order. I mean, there's there's procedures where you can cut off conversation. And some of these f- frivolous nonsense bills, um, and I, I might be not going in the same direction you are, but I remember that they had um, a bill in the Senate a few years ago that they – uh, put f- f- fish in the water cooler. And they they had a bill about it on April Fool's Day, which, I- in my opinion, was a waste of time. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, probably but it's also April Fool's, so they not going to get much done. It is.
0: And they have a rule against cream
1: pies in the face. I don't know why. <laughs> um, and, uh, I mean... I guess uh, I wouldn't know if I until I'm there because okay. I, I know that possibly I might. Be it's fun. It's St. So. Patrick's Day. We're going
0: to pass a green beer <laughs> beer lawn. Everybody has to buy at least one beer, right. of beer if you're old enough to stand up at the bar. Right. Um. So one of the things I talked about with uh, your no longer competitor <laughs> Amanda is uh, liquor licensing, right? Um, which is a An interesting conundrum in the state because it is real property for most of the state, but in several county where there are so many liquor licenses because it's based on the population of the the county way back when there was many, many, many more people here. There's tons of bars everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, How are you going to deal with this issue that really isn't close to your heart, Right, um, isn't something that you're obviously running on at all? Um, but, you know, it's going to make a big difference for your community. How do you approach it? How do you learn about it? What do you do to get educated on how your constituents would like you to vote? Right. I say my best Winston
1: Churchill. <laughs> um, first of all, there's uh, House District 74 has the least amount of, of bars uh, in it, um, as, as far as I know. But In Butte? Right. <laughs> that still means it's, one per... <laughs> Voter, right? Right, (laughs) basically. Um, And which is the problem, the one per per voter is the problem. Um, And nobody wants to get rid of them. We have bars on every street corner uh, across from a church. That's how Butte is bar, church, bar, church. Well, that's because it used to be bar
0: in church. Um, <laughs> I don't think we should get rid of them. I think one of the reasons that we have so many DUIs is because we've concentrated our bars in the larger cities into certain districts, mm-hmm. which everybody has to drive to. Right. Whereas if you have neighborhood bars, like you do in Butte, people can walk, and then you don't have DUIs. Right. Um, well, what, so I have a, I have my own take on it, but what I'm asking is, I'm not asking for how you stand on the issue, because right, right. I, don't, I don't want to put you in that position. What right. I want to know is, how do you educate yourself about an issue that you have, you have no skin in the game, you've mm-hmm. never dealt with it before, and and you didn't even realize that your constituents worry about it. How do you get
1: educated? Uh, I would definitely reach in, out to the entities that are involved, the Tavern Association, the county, uh, the state, even, that... that take care of the liquor licenses uh, and figure out everything there is to know about a liquor license, because I honestly don't know that much about it. Um, And we do have a lot, like you said. Um, So I think that those from both sides, the state and the bar side with the Tavern Association, uh, who I guess is a little off topic. I'm a huge supporter of the bar, the tavern association in Silverbell County has a program, the the Get Home Safe program that, mm-hmm. that they, the bars pay into that the taxi service will, will right. and give it's the a voucher. great it's a great thing. And I, I think that kind of somewhat deals with you bringing up the fact that they're in towns and people are driving back and forth, where they can get a free ride home, but they don't know about it. Um, but talking to both sides and figuring out where, like I said, that middle point where we can work off of, um, since I don't know that much about it, that's where I would go, uh, is somehow find that middle ground of where somewhere they agree on, on something and go from there. <laughs> and I have the exact opposite. I find the thing that pisses them both off, and that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I, you're, you're, I you're not afraid of confrontation all the time, and I, I try to find the easy way. Right. So, I can talk uh, my way out of sleep.
0: Oh, uh, that's great! I can't. I, you know what? I will argue with my pillow. You are going to lay there, and I am going to sleep. Right. Um, there's, yeah. There's a, there's a a lot of people that are um, concerned about how this next session is going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm one of them. I'll be quite clear. I am not excited for the next session at all. I've never approached politics with any sort of. Ah, I don't know that I want to be here before. Right. I've never been. Um, one of those people to shy away from it, and I am not looking forward to it i'm I'm concerned that we're going to have another um, sanctimonious angry uh, ineffective disaster mm-hmm. rather than a session that's out to help things so Knowing that that's my fear, mm-hmm. and um, that it could very well happen, and you still get elected, but you're going into this. I mean, you're being thrown into the fire, and you're going to deal with people who, on a daily basis, have no intention of finding middle ground with you, right? And have every intention of being in conflict with you. How how do you find middle ground with those people? I I I ask this honestly from the from the perspective of. I not only don't know how to find middle ground, I'm not interested in it. Right. I'm, I'm interested in how you do it because I think it's a great skill, mm-hmm. if it can be done. Right.
1: But and, th- and I I will flat out tell you that sometimes it's you can't find middle ground. There uh, is going to be somebody, or more than one people, or more than one person, that is not going to be able to find the middle ground with me um, because of one topic or another, uh, which probably will happen, uh, depending if it's abortion or gay rights or... Or the fact, uh, some kind of weird mining bill, uh, it, it's gonna come up, and I, I, I personally think that I can usually find middle ground or some topic that we relate on, uh, whether it be that I can't say that our both of our kids went to the same school or college, but whether they're they're usually in this point they're. Son or daughter went to school with me. Uh, <laughs> well, around the same that's time, that's true.
0: There's a lot of that that goes on.
1: So, or whether they're, uh, I mean, I can I can somehow find the middle of the road between a bobcat fan and a grizz fan. So, uh, yeah, they're okay. Carol fans. Both of them. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it blue, maroon, uh, we right. like purple. <laughs> and works. I honestly, th- one thing that the the party, the Democratic Party. Is saying that they they are going to get close to winning the majority, but we we are in the point where we might not. Uh, right, it, it's hard to beat incumbents in some parts of the town, or parts of the state, whether they were popular or not. It's hard they they have that they star beat next to beat incumbents. Period. Right, and they have that star next to their name because people forget, and Montana is Montanans are infamous uh, at forgetting who represents them. Hmm.
0: I don't know if that's going to fly this year. My mom has the same thought, and I thought it was funny. Cause she's like, "People aren't going to remember that long." I'm like, "I don't know," because I'm, you know, I spent many years avoiding politics, and right. I can tell you that I will remember last year for the rest of my
1: life, right. and mm-hmm. I will hold it against several people. Right. And one thing that that does help with our last session is that there's so many things on the table that they did wrong, that is is there ripe for the picking, um, that. Candidates on the Democratic side or uh, other moderate Republicans can use – without being dirty, they just – it states the facts that they – this is how they voted on on the bonding bill, which we could have had a veteran's home and, uh, new and a new COT and a museum. And, uh, $90 million worth of shovel-ready
0: projects, and we decided not to do it because we don't know. Right.
1: And the same with, with – I mean, every turn – and then you know, it kills
0: me about the bonding no, bill. Sorry, Dan.
1: What kills me about the bonding bill is man.
0: that it was led by Betty Babcock, mm-hmm. one of the staunchest Republicans, lovely lady, lover to death, um, friends with her family, her granddaughter's a good friend of mine, Phoebe. Um, Love them, absolutely adore them. And that bill did not pass because a bunch of Republicans got a wild hair up their ass mm-hmm. and decided that they weren't going to do it because it was not a good idea to invest in the state. And there is. There's no <laughs> I don't you can't see my head motion at that point, but literally my eyes rolled into the back of my head, I had a little seizure. Um because there is there is nothing more bizarre to me than people who are literally elected to vote on things to invest to make the state better, going, No, we're not gonna invest in the state. I don't understand it. Right. That was the most frustrating That, I mean, 516 was frustrating. 516 made me angry because it was a personal attack. But the bonding bill was literally the most frustrating thing that I couldn't, I still don't understand it. I don't know where any of them get off. Mm -hmm. You know, and and the fact that it was really a bipartisan thing that, you know, look, we want to do this because on both sides of the issue, we want this to happen. We want to reinvest in our state. And the Republicans said, oh, no, Montana can go to hell.
1: Right. (laughs) <laughs> and if they picked every issue from from planned parenthood is getting funding out of it to well that part of the state is getting money from oil oil production and, Oh, the eastern part of the state yeah and it that's what's confusing is they're they're using that about why we're holding up a bonding bill that this little amount of money like to planned parenthood was holding up the whole process and they were just going to throw it out and start over um, astounding then, yeah and it, it's it's frustrating cuz that's what they were they're picking social issues that most most people don't think about on a daily basis but they they're bringing it into context in a bonding bill that affects people every day they're using these services these roads these buildings museums that could be making our state money right now people paying right. for the museum people being in the veterans home
0: and people protecting our heritage right
1: you know it's uh...
0: I I took history a lot in high school, and I was pretty good at it, but a lot of times it was boring. Let's mm-hmm. face it. A lot of times it's you know regurgitated date. But if we don't protect our heritage, we're left with, you know, if we didn't know what was going on our, or what had happened in the past, our AG would have never defended the um, Corrupt Practices Act mm-hmm. because if he hadn't studied history, he wouldn't know why. Right. And we're the only state who has stood up to the Supreme Court going, no, we can't do this. Mm-hmm. We have proof that it does not work that way. Right. And, and, you know, so I think it's important. I, I, I admire anybody who's willing to stand up and go into this arena because I know exactly what it's like. It's like, here's a ring of fire. Um, we're not going to put it vertical. You can't jump through it. You actually have to walk <laughs> slowly around the ring. Right. Um, and it's chestnuts roasting on an open
1: fire. Right. And I, I guess somewhat on the same topic, but since I, a uh, uh, strong Butte Democrat, uh, one thing that somehow became a dirty word is unions. Um, Oh yeah. Uh, Wisconsin. Hello. Right. <laughs> and I mean, Butte was, the, was, and mm. is at the heart of the union movement in Montana and pro- possibly the Northwest. Um, and they got left out of a lot of things. And that's where you came in. What makes me bring it up is you saying that these legislators, their job, and I know their job is to promote Montana and make Montana better, but it's hard when Montana and, and the cities and counties don't have an agreement with union workers or local workers even mm-hmm. that... To pay them a fair wage, right, to, them and to, well to bring them forward in the, the debate, if you're building a new a new building, uh, especially if it's a county building or something, that somebody in the county, whether they're a little bit higher than the bid from Idaho, it should be Montana first. And it, it frustrates me when, when people come in from out of state and they bring in their own workers and they're paying their income taxes in Idaho, where in Montana they could be spending it here, paying taxes in Montana, um, using Montana restaurants and beat restaurants. and Right. And it's it's hard when the state doesn't hold up to that agreement with Montanans that they should have. The legislators don't represent the people of Montana, and they, they let uh, out-of-state entities that, even though they do it cheaper, don't stick up for Montana workers when it comes to that. Right, and and I have my own issue with pro- that sort of protectionism.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I think it 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 creates for us a well, it really doesn't matter. What it I, I, it, I think what it does is it, it sets us in a in a an unattainable war that we can't win. But there is there's definitely some things that are wrong with how we treat unions. There's some things that are wrong with how you, unions treat others. Um, nobody's perfect in these situations, but if you're not willing to at least sit down and have a discussion, Mm -hmm. we're never going to solve it. We're never going to come to something that makes everybody work better. And I'm not asking for it to be perfect, but I am asking for everybody to be an adult. Mm -hmm. And we didn't get a lot of that. And so I think it's funny that I'm turning to a (laughs) 22-year-old and thinking, how is it that you're going to be an adult, but here I am sitting with you having this discussion, and I'm thinking, well, he's got it over at least three-quarters of the people that were in the legislature last year.
1: I, I think a lot of it is because I... Honestly, there are probably times in our conversation, I mean, we, have, we usually line up on the same things, but we could have argued about something. But I'm willing to listen to you and, and have your point out because I could have just stopped you right in the middle and said, no, 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 this is how it is. This is how I'm going to make it. Right. And I have to work really hard on this podcast to (laughs) not do that.
0: Because that is is, uh, my personality. It's kind of how I see the world. It's like, no, I have to tell you exactly what I'm thinking and I don't have an edit button. So Mm. I work really hard at that on this. but I wanted this to be—I wanted this podcast to be a place for you to come out and talk about the things that you're looking for because mm-hmm. it's not about me. It's—it's it's about how can Montana be better, and how can as we elect these people, you know, as we go into this election, can we be educated enough to elect the people that are going to do the things that we think are important, and they may not be as much as it pains me the things that I think are important personally, um, which. I don't know what's wrong with you people. Vote the way I tell you. But <laughs> um, End of story. No. That, that that being said, that wasn't why I did this. I, you know, I uh, growing up in a very Republican family, mm-hmm. and um, and still to this day, my parents are very Republican. I love getting into it with my dad periodically. He, you know, he'll have us a little Hannity moment, and <laughs> he's sure that Obama is coming to take his uh, health care. I. I think he's wrong. And his guns probably too. No, 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 I don't think he's worried about his guns. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure. Because <laughs> that's what uh, most people think that Obama's doing. Which, yeah, whatever. Oh my God. <laughs> but, uh, Dad, if you're listening to this, love you. And, um, <laughs> um, but he, and he knows this. He'll admit it straight off. We disagree. He calls me the liberal. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're at least able to sit down and have these discussions and... and We may not come to a solution, but we at least respect each other. Right. Um, And we respect each other enough to have the discussion, which didn't happen. And Mm -hmm. it's interesting that we're now having to look to um, babies just barely out of their (laughs) diapers. (laughs) Uh, I'm feeling particularly old folks. To be young again. Um, Yeah, to be young and stupid. (laughs) Uh, And go, oh, I'll run for office. Uh, So... Uh, no, that wasn't a dig. It was a joke. <laughs> uh, you've got, you don't have anybody running against you in a primary. Right. Is that correct? And, right. But you do have a Republican opponent. I do. And um, what are you doing to make your campaign happen right now? Because, okay, so Montana, just for the people at home who don't know Montana law, it's filled with intricacies that can only be described by three lawyers and a blind troll under a tree <laughs> in a full moon in July. Um, since this is now February, cope. But we have very strict fundraising laws, mm-hmm. um, and you're limited to a very
1: small amount. Right. So, how are you getting the word out? Uh, definitely, I've reached out to the people that I've. One one good thing, I guess, about being young and getting able to, being able to move everywhere. Um, I worked on a few campaigns the last couple of years since I was eighteen. And I can reach out to those people, and I have, and that's how a, a lot of fundraising. Where I know that those people um, would definitely give me money uh, and donate to the campaign. Um, but also in my district and in in Butte, I've reached out to those people that uh, I know are are strong Democrats, and we share the same values, and and told them that this is how I'm going to run my campaign. I'm not going to. Sling mud, and I don't think that calling the facts uh, of what he did at the legislature uh, mudslinging. I'm telling the truth, uh, and I hmm. think that we were having this discussion <laughs> earlier.
0: He's being very clear about what's going on because I was the one who was going, Well, it's not mudslinging if you're telling the truth, right? And, and it's it, not,
1: and it's not. And I, that's one hard thing that I'm, I'm trying to get across. And I most people that I've reached out to say, Okay, yeah, he, he screwed up, and they don't realize it. Um, but that's part of my my fundraising strategy is to say this is what I plan to do at the legislature, and this is what Max has not done at the legislature. Right. So what is it that you can raise? Um, it's $160 um, per contested election. So since I don't have a primary... Uh, Is that
0: 160
1: per person or 160 total? Per person. Okay. Um, So, since you don't have a contested primary, you're stuck at 160. At 160, uh, since I only have one opponent on that side. Um, But if somebody does step into my primary, uh, then I have the potential of raising $320 from every person. So, 160 per election, uh, contested election. So, uh, like. In Amanda's case, uh, she doesn't have somebody on the other side in a general election. Whether she makes it or not, she can only raise that one hundred and sixty. Because uh, she just has a contestant. Right. Primary. Right.
0: Okay. Uh, Interesting law. I don't know what we were thinking when we came up with that. I'm pretty sure that that involved me- medical marijuana.
1: <laughs> it makes it really easy when you when you go to people and you say, "Can I? Will you support me at one hundred and sixty dollars?" Because right. that's a low amount uh, compared to other states, where some states it's unlimited for legislature, le- legislative candidates. Uh, and even, we learned our
0: lesson in 1912. We're hoping to remind <laughs> the, the Supreme Court how that works. And we're right in the middle of it. I mean, yes. this is where it happened,
1: probably in this building.
0: Um, where they schemed. And... <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're in Metals Bank Sports Bar, um, which is actually the old Metals Bank, which was owned by... Um, one of the copper kings, and he actually stole something like forty-two million from one of the other copper kings because it was in a, his bank, and then became a uh, U.S. senator. Yep. So, and then his daughter just died. Hugget. Yeah. him yeah. just died. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a little <laughs> bit of history. <laughs> Which is I d- other story. <laughs> I did pay attention in history class. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Pantridge. I didn't even take such class, but it was Miller that taught me all that. <laughs> and and <laughs> you all need to know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, if you ever meet Dallas Miller, awesome guy, completely nuts.
1: Um, and I've told him to his face, so I don't worry about it. <laughs> um, and one thing that I guess which I'd like to talk about, and I don't know if you would bring it up, is the fact that coming back to you that I work at NARAL pro Montana, we're in a Catholic town, um, Ooh, yes. Yeah. Let's let's talk Please about the Catholic, Catholic Church. You. Okay.
0: Let me let me rewind a little bit, people. Um. So you are in Butte, which is a very Catholic mm-hmm, town, mm-hmm. a very Irish Catholic town, which is traditionally a Democrat Catholic, which is odd, very JFK. Right. Um. But they tend to have a very church stance on uh, ab- abortion and um, women's right to choose. Right. Right. So you are. You have pulled up the uh, proverbial stake, mm-hmm. uh, driven it through the heart of <laughs> the Pope, um, or a vampire, I'm not sure. <laughs> and
1: uh, it's also safe to say that I also represent the district that has the Mormon temple in it. Wow. Um, so you've got two very conservative, yes. and they tend
0: to uh, propate us, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Yes, unfortunately. Uh, um, so... That's, you know, hey, I, you're not a very contentious and you don't like confrontation. Way to avoid it. Right. <laughs> I know.
1: And I, I, the one reason that I'm optimistic with that topic is that during the 2011 legislature, as you know, Republican use, Republicans, including the one in 74, used the fact that government needs to stay out of our business. Uh, and when it comes to a woman's right to choose... Government needs to stay out of our business. Right, exactly. Uh, and one of the posters that I saw when I was younger um, and volunteering at Planned Parenthood was a picture of of a man and a woman uh, laying in bed, and in between them you could see their bare feet, and then in the middle was a pair of really nice uh, suit, shoes, uh, uh, loafers, and it said that, is this where you want your senator to be? And... <laughs> I've never seen that poster, but that's a brilliant
0: that's a brilliant ad.
1: But that's what it comes down to. Of course, is, nowadays they just put New Gingrich sitting right there, going. right, right, <laughs> trying to steal your wife. Um, um, does she have cancer or no? Uh, um, right. So it comes down to the fact that when their argument is that we need to, the government needs to stay out of our business on all of these things, but when like, abortion, let me be a bigot, but right, but a, abortion comes around and they go, no, no, no. Government needs to step in, uh, like in Virginia this week. Right, right, and and in almost in Mississippi. Uh, thankfully, that was a, a an, uh, an initiative process where the people voted it down. But we're facing that um, in both elections. We're facing a, an anti-choice bill in the June election and the November potentially. Uh, but that's what my argument is going to be, and I th- I'm pretty sure that that will stick with Butte. Democratic Catholics that it's none of my business as a legislator to tell you what to do. And you're here to fix bridges, roads, and make right, life better. Right. I'm here to promote Montana, not to, to worry about what you're doing with your body or, or who you're having sex with or anything like that. It's it's none of my business. It's none of your neighbors' business. It's not your parents' business. So Oh thank God I don't know. <laughs> I don't need them looking at that. And I I, I always come back to that poster because it really puts it in perspective that that's basically what they're doing is they're in your most intimate place in your bedroom where you're going to have that conversation. You thought it was Lube. Turns out it was a senator. (laughs) Right. It said KY. didn't realize it was the senator from Kentucky. (laughs) I mean, some people are into somebody in their bedroom, but...
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, we're not discussing that. (laughs) (laughs) So... We're almost coming up on an hour,
0: I think. Um, we're close. Any final words on the, you know, what you'd like people to know? And I know that you're obviously you're just running for a Butte uh, district, so you're really focused on Butte areas. But right. you know, getting into politics once you're in, you're in mm-hmm. until you decide that you're done. I'm assuming this is just a, uh, the beginning of a long journey, not a stepping stone. It's not like you're ignoring it, but it is the beginning of a good, right. to, good long journey for you. And uh, what do you want people to know? You know, that you can look back on when you're 35 or when you're as ancient as I am. <laughs> I'm a lot older. Shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when you've reached that age that a walker is your friend. Um,
1: <laughs> and not Governor Walker. Right. Or Johnny. Um, the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so when I look at where I'm at right now as a 22-year-old in Butte, looking at potentially being in the legislature, I I don't have plans after this. Uh, after my tenure, hopefully in the legislature, my 16 years. I do plan on, it, after I'm turned out, turned out in the House, to run for the Senate and represent uh, Butte for those years. Uh, as long as I'm honest with the people of of my district and the county and the the city, uh, I will keep running to represent them and, and if they have faith in me. Um, and that's what it comes down to, is I, I respect what people... Think and it, I know that if they don't like me, they'll vote me out. So, um, but I plan on listening to everyone, and, and if it goes somewhere past state, senate, I'm I'm happy with that. And uh, and if it doesn't, if it doesn't, I I will quietly go back into. Well, I guess I can't say back into because I haven't been into the the private sector that long. <laughs> um, but I would I would definitely like to stay. In state politics, uh, whether it be uh, advocating for what I am now, um, 16 years down the road, it would be me advocating for what I think is right. Uh, and that's what I plan on doing, no matter if I'm in the legislature or not. Very cool. So, um, everybody, this has been Eddie Zimpel.
0: And let's see, your Twitter is? Uh, Eddie Zimple. At, at so just yeah. add simple <laughs> at dot com, yeah. whatever. Like, I'll put links to these in the show. Um, you'll have a website soon, I will, and uh, we'll put a link to that. It may yep. not be right away, but we'll right. put it as soon as it's available. Um, do you have a Facebook? I do, it's uh, Ed Zimple for HD 74. Very cool. And um, if they need to get a hold of you or have any questions, I can send an email through the site. You do have an Act Blue page, I do.
1: Yeah, which um, is the the example for HD seventy four, which you can find on Act Blue. Okay, we'll look that up and link that on the uh, show notes as well, so that
0: you can uh, spend a little time supporting the people that are going to make the state better. Eddie, it's been great. Thank yeah, you for thank joining you. me on the show. Um, we uh, we're at metals bank sports bar we've been drinking and
1: so hopefully this comes across as you know blah, blah, blah. i feel like our conversation to where we're at i feel like it went pretty well but they might be something completely different in <laughs> the end, so.
0: well i'll listen to it and make sure that it's okay um once again folks when you're on the show we don't do any editing so anytime you mess up unless you swear i don't edit it out i will bleep out swear words because i do want to keep the non-explicit tag on my po- podcast which is really hard. I'm working so hard not to swear. You have no idea, but ask my mother. She'll tell you. And we're in view where it's... I know. Where it's, you know, it's a comma. <laughs> so thanks again for joining us on the show. Um, we have a couple of special guests from Missoula coming up next.
1: And I think that's it. All right. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. <laughs> thanks, Eddie. Bye.